0: Welcome to another episode of the Teaching Canada's History podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Campbell, and today we are speaking with the finalists for the 2023 Governor-General's History Award for Excellence in Teaching. Created in 1996, the award recognizes best practices in teaching Canadian history and is an opportunity to highlight the important work that teachers and students are doing to interpret and share the stories of the past. For more information about the Governor-General's History Awards, visit canadashistory.ca slash awards. Today I'm speaking with Wendy Driscoll, a junior high teacher in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Thanks for joining me today, Wendy.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Well, let's just jump right on in. Um, Can you share an overview of your History in the Baking project and explain the key steps that your students took in their work?
1: Sure. So, um, History in the Baking is... um, a project that I do with my grade 7 students. It's a reader's theater and reflection. So the question that we're trying to work through is why it is important or why is it important to consider multiple points of view on a big question and we use confederation as our big question and we use this um, play as a reader's theater uh, to look at what some of the perspectives might have been in the voices that were not heard in confederation. So Um, I'm in Nova Scotia, so we um, have a maritime focus in our grade 7 social studies curriculum. So we usually start with a conversation just about how we make decisions, and we talk about what's it like to work with a group, and what are the advantages and disadvantages of making decisions as a group, and then what is it like to make a decision by ourselves, and what are the advantages and disadvantages of making decisions by ourselves. And we start with um, that conversation and a map of British North America, and we kind of home in on the Maritimes and start talking about what were some of the decisions that the Maritimes might have been making, and that kind of leads us into the Charlottetown Conference. So the students have a background from previous lessons in responsible government, colonial government, but we're really kind of getting into this question of of union. Uh, And so then we introduce the idea of the Charlottetown Conference, and we do that through this play that I wrote. Uh, Originally, I wrote the play thinking that it could be kind of um, more of a theater piece, maybe something that a high school class might perform for a junior high class, and as our curriculum changed here in Nova Scotia and we started to uh, look at more inquiry-based learning, and we started to look at uh, perspective taking as an undercurrent of, of theme in our in our social studies courses. I took this play and I thought, what can I do to make this a tool for learning as opposed to just a performance piece um, as I had originally imagined it? And so, um, so the students read it with me and we, um, we, we read it like a reader's theater. So uh, we take some different times, taking different turns, uh, various points of the script. We might pause and discuss, look at pictures. From the time period um, and as each new character is introduced uh, we start thinking about who is this person and what would their perspective be. So the characters in the play uh, are fictional for the most part and um, it's the it's a conversation of people who actually were never really consulted in com- in, in the Confederation conversation. So, it um, it takes place at the Charlottetown Conference in the kitchen. They're getting ready for the reception where all the Fathers of Confederation are going to be. But the different people who are participating in um, this preparation are people like a Mi'kmaq couple, um, a Black Islander. Uh, a woman. Um, we've got um, a tenant farmer. So we've got folks that really voices were, were you know, nobody ever asked what they thought of confederation. And so um, this gives the students hopefully just an idea that it's important to think about other points of view. Uh, and then we do a reflection exercise after we read the play where the students have an opportunity to choose um, a way to show their understanding uh, in kind of a reflective way. So they could introduce a new character um, that, you know, could be somebody, and it doesn't have to be uh, somebody who's historically lived in Charlottetown and, in the 1860s it could be an immigrant it could be you know someone who has a background like them um, it could be someone who speaks a totally different language and so it could be someone who dis- who's disabled somebody who is queer it could be you know it's up to them to kind of introduce a new character or they could uh write a whole um scene a new scene um they could design um, a program as if the play was being staged and write a synopsis that sort of shows their understanding of the story. Um, they could have a character in the play break the fourth wall and kind of address the audience and how would they talk about their point of view. Or they could, uh, they could even take one of the famous Confederation portraits, such as the one from uh, Charlottetown or the one from Quebec City and they could swap people out so who else would you put in that picture um, if they had been included in the conversation so it's a it's just a way to kind of go back to that like I said that question why is it important to consider multiple points of view on a big decision and they have an opportunity to look at one another's arch or or scene that they might have written as part of their reflection activity and and sort of see what other people thought of the story and, and this sets us up for further lessons as we go ahead in our in our social studies curriculum, but it's kind of a neat way to address some of those unheard voices and kind of hopefully um, give students in my class an opportunity to um, to see other people in the conversation maybe a little bit more reflective of who they are as well.
0: Yeah, there's so many different elements to this project. Um, you've talked a lot about the importance of the historical perspective taking in this work. Um, Can you speak more to how this is woven in the project as well as other elements of historical thinking that your students were able to deepen and strengthen?
1: Sure. Well, um, one of the things that the students are really surprised at, um, and, um, you know, I've, I've described this before, is, you know, we're in Nova Scotia, but they're very familiar. They've been to Prince Edward Island, many of them. They understand where Charlottetown is, and it's called the birthplace of Confederation. And so when they find out that Charlottetown did not actually join Confederation when the others did in 1867, they're a little bit surprised. And so then they we talk about, you know, um, the the historical thinking element of, of historical significance. So why is this conference so significant um, to to other people and places when it wasn't even um, part of uh, Charlottetown or Prince Edward Island's decision at the time? So it's kind of a neat, you know, they're they're kind of surprised to find that out that that you know, and what is historical significance? The other thing that's really funny is that. Um, Uh, and and, you know lots of people uh, don't know this but there was a circus in town in Charlottetown at the exact same time in August of in September of 1864 and uh People in Charlottetown were way, way, way more excited about the circus. Uh, And so um, if you were, you know, transported back in time and you talked to anybody on the street, that was the thing they would have been talking about. So in terms of significance of this conference, a lot of people wouldn't have even known it was going on. So why is it significant now? And we've lost the story of the circus, and why was the circus the thing that brought everybody into town and took up all the hotel rooms, um, and and not the Charlottetown Conference, which now is you know considered this sort of birth um, piece of of Confederation. So uh, I think that that's a, an important historical thinking um, element. I think historical perspective just just for the students to understand when when the when I did the research to write the play, the challenge I had was that these voices are not recorded. So, where do you find that accurate historical information? So, for the kids to, um, for the kids to kind of understand that, or, or, or even sort of look at why were some voices valued? It's hard for them in grade seven sometimes not to look at history and wag their finger and, and say, oh, you should have listened to these people, you should have done that. But I think that Um, There is a conversation to be had about why some voices were valued at the time or not valued at the time. And then um, and, and why would we sort of look back retrospectively and value those more now? And I think the other thing that comes into play is continuity and change and just that whole idea back to this historical significance, how can we tell that this was a turning point? Um, Why do we now consider it a turning point? Was it a turning point for everybody? Um, And then if we look at the people whose stories were left out, um, what was the, um, was it a turning point for them? And what stayed the same or what changed for those people. So I think that those are the ones that um, really filter through this project. Um, and and it's, you know, we may not name them as sophisticatedly as that in grade seven, but we certainly talk about that idea about voices and value and, um, you know, why something's important or why something might be a pivotal moment. So uh, it's certainly something that is easy to have a conversation about with, with grade seven.
0: When you reflect back on the project as a whole, mm-hmm. what impact do you think it's had on your students' learning and what might be some of the outcomes that you've seen?
1: So I think for for my students, I think that... Um, you know certainly curriculum has changed a lot in recent years and and it's it's a lot different than when i first started teaching where you had sort of black and white textbooks with you know words and charts and and um i'm ha- i'm so happy that we have more varied resources that kind of show different perspectives but it's still true that not everybody sees themselves in the curriculum and so i think and i um I hope that my students through this particular activity and through the other similar kinds of activities that we do in our school had an opportunity to kind of, in a small way, see themselves reflected um, in the story. And if they um, weren't personally there, that they realize that they're not the only people who weren't, you know, personally there. And to sort of say, um, what would the, how, how would things have changed if we included different people? How would, you know, if my perspective had been included, what would, what would that have sounded like? And so uh, one of the things that um, I find really uh, powerful is when students choose um, the portrait uh, option or the Uh, create a new scene option and they include somebody in their life that they think is important so i had for example an african nova scotian student uh, who did the portrait and included Um, an African Nova Scotian community leader that she knew. And so it was a personal person. It wasn't just, she didn't just sort of sketch an African Nova Scotian person into the portrait. She goes, no, this is so-and-so because she would have been really, you know, important. She would have said her opinion. And so I, I think that in terms of impact, if Each student has a little moment like that where they can say here's a piece of it that I can connect to or that I think is important to me as a you know as a student or me as a member of a community Um, I think that that's the piece that I see as really an important outcome that you know there's the academic outcomes but there's also the how do we relate this and how do we find that this is an important where do I fit in as a as a 12 year old sort of thing so um, um, I think that that's probably the, the most satisfying part is when they um, sort of get personal with their reflection and are able to connect it with somebody or, or something that they know in their own community.
0: Thank you so much, Wendy, for sharing more about your work with, with me and with, with our listeners.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me.